0: Hello, and welcome back to Fan Critical. It's been a little while since we've had any new content, as we've all been enjoying some summer holiday time. Not all of us. Well, soon. Yeah. Soon, Luce. Autumn time. Um, but tonight, it's a little girl's night, and you've got both of the ladies. Woo-hoo! Woo! Uh, i am Emma, obviously, and I'll be your host, and I'm joined by Lucy. Hello! Uh, so, as it's ladies' choice, <clears throat> we've decided to review the brand new season of Mindhunter. Uh, it certainly ticks all of my boxes. Netflix original, great. David Fincher, brilliant, Serial Killers What more could you want? The big three The big three, so in this podcast we'll be covering the first three episodes uh, but before that I thought it would be a good idea for us to talk about why we like Mindhunter in the first place, so uh, Lucy, what did you think of season one and why were you looking forward to season two with Bloobs Please and an explanation of the rating
1: system for any newbies I mean, you explained why I like Mindhunter previously Netflix original, David Fincher, Serial Killers that's why I like it no, um, it's just such a really well-made, high-quality show. And I think it really shows, when you're watching it, I can really, I can taste the difference, you know, between this show and other shows. You really can. It's, it's weird. I don't know. It's hard to explain in some ways. It, I think it's just the quality of the cast, the direction, the set design. It looks amazing. Um, obviously, the content, like what it's actually about, is very interesting. But... I don't know if you ever watched the Unabomber show. Yes. See, I watched that. It came out pretty soon after I'd watched um, Mindhunter. I couldn't get on board with it. I was like, this is shit. This is cheesy. This is derivative. comparatively, it was not as intriguing, I think. No, I just think it was not as well made. And it kind of showed me. It's actually quite hard to make something about serial killers that isn't sensationalist Mm -hmm. and is kind of grounded in realism while still portraying the horror that these people committed. So yeah, Mindhunter, the first series, um, I remember you saying that it was the best thing you'd seen when we did an end of year review, and we were all kind of like, okay, some really? show on Netflix. Come on, crazy Emma, with and the then, serial killers. Yeah, and then I watched it, I was like, it's actually really good, and it's. I feel like it's kind of still under the radar a bit. It hasn't ha- yeah. got, had the hype that a lot of Netflix shows, lesser shows, I would say, have gotten.
0: Mm, I think also people assume it's just a kind of glorified serial killer yeah, drama, when when it isn't, really.
1: No, um, it's... um. It's just such high quality. So back to the blueberry scale. For anyone that doesn't know, this is how we rate the things that we're reviewing. Uh, it is out of five. Five being the best, zero being the worst. And there can be no halves because you cannot half a blueberry. Officially, the FBI have looked into it. You cannot do it. Nice. Yeah. So what would you blue season one? Oh, season one. Difficult that you can't halve it. I wish the FBI had found a different way. It's um, a shame, isn't it? Maybe next year. I'm going to give season one overall a four. It's a strong four. Strong four. I like that. It's hard because I kind of want to give it a five, but... It's like the fourth is a whopper.
0: Yeah. Compared to yeah. three average size it's Blueberries. It's a really good
1: four big Blueberries. Yeah.
0: Um... I well, I totally agree with you. I think it, well, it, like we said, it's the Holy Trinity, isn't it? Um, yeah. David Finch is amazing. It's beautifully shot. Mm. Um, it's really well styled, and it's got that kind
1: of slightly beige tone to yeah. it. Not, I don't mean sepia. I mean beige. Um, yeah, the kind of like very downbeat seventies, and I think, like yeah. you say, the attention to detail is good because nobody's got mad crazy like Charlie's Angels hair or like <laughs> uh, Magnum PI tashes. Everyone looks real, they're quite stylish really, it's a very stylish show, Mm. but it doesn't look over the top, like, oh this is a period piece, look at all the like, pointers to the fact that it's in the 70s, very classy, classic, looks great, just really great show. Yeah, really, really well
0: done. And I, I think for me the thing that fascinates me is because it's kind of an origin story. So I mm. um I haven't actually ever read it but it is based around the book Mindhunter, which you is You should read it. I really should. It's on my list for this year. Um but like the origin of, of psychology and profiling coming into mainstream investigations in, in the mm. US specifically. Um I, I really like that origin story. Yeah and, and I think it must have been a huge challenge because it, it originally it came across as junk science. Yeah. Which is basically what it was at the time until it really became properly researched and put into practice
1: until it became protocol. And as you say, it's interesting to watch something we're all, I mean, true crime has is had a massive boon from like making a murderer, serial Mm -hmm. onwards. Everyone seems to be obsessed with true crime. So to see where that analysis of serial killers, now we all think we're experts on why people did the things they did and blah, 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 blah. To see where that actually started is, is, is fascinating for Fans of true crime, yeah, totally. And I
0: think um, you know, David Fincher has put together an absolutely stellar cast for oh, this as yes. well. Um, and it's got that great combination of really uncomfortable humor in some ways yeah.
1: and utter shock. But I think the tone is just perfect because mm. I don't really like, um, I don't like it when crimes of this sort of nature uh, people make light of them or it's mm. like jokey around. And while it doesn't take itself completely seriously it still deals with them in a serious way there's there's gravity to it yeah it's not just you know but it's not post-based and like oh my god like there is the interaction between the agents you know there's touches of humor but i don't i just think they've got the tone spot on which is quite difficult with something like this
0: very difficult and, and the highlight for me from season one was uh camera britain as ed kemper yes that's he a was great performance. fantastic not only did he embody everything about ed kemper mm. he was Almost funny. Yeah, he was. But in the way that that was because of his characterisation. Mm. And I just, I, I thought it was fantastic. And actually, I, I would give season one five out of five.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, it was not, I haven't seen it since, I guess, like two years ago. So it's hard to really remember. I remember thinking it was great. I didn't have time to recap it, unfortunately. Well, to watch the whole season again. No, I didn't, because my parents were on my Netflix. Bloody parents. Bloody parents.
0: Um. But well, I think overall a four and a five, pretty uh, yeah. a strong four and a five, Very pretty strong. decent scores. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is go through the first three episodes one by one. We've only watched the first three; literally, just watched the third one together. We stopped ourselves. Oh, we, we had really got restraint, so much restraint. Uh, but before we go into that review, uh, it's time for a little advert break. Advert break. Hello. It is that time when we start to hawk our wares at you and ask for support to keep Fan Critical going. So, you might ask, what have we been doing apart from having holidays or waiting for them? (laughs) Well, there is an awesome new worst of Netflix out where John and Gareth hunt the uh, Netflix options, Netflix originals, for a zero blueberry film. They are hilarious and they watch them so that you don't have to. Um, Our Stranger Things podcast is a bit of a riot. We've uh, recently also covered Black Mirror. Mm -hmm. So lots of new stuff to cover, although it's a bit of a dry summer season. If that's not your bag, then check out our back catalogue. We do loads of great content. Anything from Game of Thrones to Stephen King and far beyond and between. Marvel. Lots of, lot Marvel of Marvel too. Lots of Marvel. And a bit of Star Wars. Oh yeah, if you like Lots that of kind stuff of thing. Going on. So if you do enjoy what you're listening to, then you can follow us on all of our social media channels or the ones that you use. So we are Fan Critical on Facebook, at Fan Critical Pod on Twitter and Fan underscore Critical on Instagram. And, if you want exclusive content, the chance to commission a podcast, or even join us for a podcast, then you can support us by signing up as a Patreon. Just check out the Blueberry levels available at patreon.com forward slash fancritical. Anyway, that's enough of that. Back to Mindhunter. So, we are back with Bill Tench, Holden Ford, and Wendy Carr to kick off episode one of the new season. Oh, and what's-his-face, Smith? Greg. Greg. Uh, <laughs> do are like Greg. So, um, before we run, th- we're going to go through episode by episode. So, first episode, uh, Lucy, before we go through kind of all the main themes and things that happened, what did you think of this episode and how would you rate it?
1: Yeah, strong opener, I thought. Um, I will admit, obviously, I said that I hadn't rewatched it. So, when we were reintroduced to Holden in hospital, I was like, why is he in hospital? What the fuck happened? I could not remember for the life of me. So, I had to stop it, watch a recap on YouTube. And then once I was caught up, Came back. Got um, a love recap. Yeah. I should have done it prior to watching, really. But I didn't know what I didn't know, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a strong opening. It kind of, it didn't do too much pandering to the people like me that don't remember. And kind of just <laughs> dropped you back in the middle of it, which is fine. Which, you know, you don't really need to waste time reiterating what's already happened. Um, yeah. And, you know, bedding Ford back in, meeting the new man, new boss. Yep. Yeah. Good with names. Um, yeah, I'll help I thought, with that later, I thought, I? Yeah. I thought it was a strong opening. Um, it's difficult. I find it hard when we do multiple ep- episodes because they all bleed into one and I'm just like, I have a vague vibe for all of them. Well, don't worry because I've got a list of things that happened which will help to make it all clearer for you, Lucy. Okay. Well, I have to give my score now. I can't wait for the list. So... My overall vibe, I remember thinking that was very good. So I'm going to go ahead and give it five bloobs. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Good music. The song at the beginning. Yes. Fucking creepy.
0: um, 17s is so creepy music. Something about home. Which was really, I'll find it while we go through. Yeah, creepy. I am. Um, so it was quite interesting because I wasn't sure where we'd start and I hadn't read anything because I didn't want any spoilers because I didn't watch it the day it came out. I watched it today, which is the day after. Mm. And I was like, I don't want them to ruin it for me. So I wasn't sure if it was going to start immediately after the last season or if there was going to be a break So there were rumours of that. But I actually really enjoyed just going straight back into it. Yeah. So I rewatched the last episode of season one first just to remind myself where we were. And I remember that right. ending quite vividly so it just sort of felt like it carried on which I quite liked um, it was very much a kind of here's your people don't forget who they are this is what sort of happened up to date here's mm. some new people off we go um, I think after two years between seasons that does make sense uh, the, yeah the music really good um, the styling again like we've said about season one it is just spot on it's really beautifully done um, however and I didn't score this at the time so this might be hindsight I would give this a four which is still pretty
1: strong Yes, strong. Not too bad. No. I mean, you probably remember what happened more than me, so I'm just like, it was yeah. all great. Just it. Well,
0: well, speaking of that, what what did happen in episode one, I've, I've listed some highlights for us. So um, they, these might not be in chronological order, but uh, the first thing I've got on my list is that Tensioner's Wife have a barbecue. Five stars. Bill? Five lubes. Absolutely. And of course... He's not very good at socialising, really, is he? He's, I relate to he's that. all about serial killers and FBI. I relate to that. <laughs> he's grilling on the barbecue, one of the uh, one of the husbands or the neighbours comes to chat to him. What does he do? He starts starts talking yeah. about Richard. Speck. I like
1: this scene because it's just that it's thing of how he's using the one thing he kind of knows will ingratiate him with these mm. men, um, just to try and get himself in there and just to have a like a an even keel with them. And I liked it how one one of the guys just got like the. Uh, the chair and just <laughs> pulled up a chair and just just sat down just to listen to him talk. I thought that was
0: Bill. a nice touch. I, what I also think is quite interesting. And I think you see this both in Bill and with Holding, is that they're pretty socially inept. Mm. So, and all they really have is serial killers. Yeah. And I think FBI. Bill's, Bill's
1: a bit more social, socialized. He obviously has his wife and he has his child, yeah. but he has no interest in doing the small talk thing. No. Being sociable. It's just not his back. No, I mean, we're we introverts, you know, we don't like to socialise with people no. we don't know at barbecues. Absolutely. Not. That we've been made to host.
0: I like my nightmare. To sit in a corner with my beer or mm. my wine and quietly just talk to the people Looking I know. Looking at my
1: phone. That's what I want. Just to do. reading a book, being anti social. Yeah, that's a bit more highbrow yeah. than me. But I like that. That was a good moment. Um, gave us a little bit more insight into Bill yes. because before we were kind of like, Bill in it. Bill's quite cool. Just, just Bill. We've seen him more interact with Holden, and now, like you say, seeing him with his wife and with having to interact with normals, the normos, the normos. It was gave us a bit more insight that he's not this like butch, sort of powerful guy. Well, he is powerful and butch, but but yeah, he also has levels. a life
0: outside of the BSU. No, I keep one. It's called a BAU. BSU. Um, so speaking of the BSU, we uh, we get a new chief. Yeah. So chief thingy. To the chief, uh, he's retiring, so we are What's his led name? to believe. Shepherd, yes,
1: Shepherd. I do know names. Yeah, I'm just agreeing. I can't remember. Um, but our new chief is a guy called Ted Gunn. Mm, Gunny. What do we think about Gunny? Gunny. I think we are. We spoke to our Patreon top patron Jamie earlier. Shout out, Jamie. Hold tight, Jamie. And she said she's watched more than us, but she was very careful not to give anything away and she said she thought we were meant to not trust him and I think he has been in it's not like he's immediately like oh my god he's such a bad egg red flags everywhere but there's something about him and his manner and the way he's trying to kind of get in with the uh, agents that makes you think hmm what's his angle Mm. and I think I said when we were chatting about it earlier I think he'd let them do anything if it got results. He doesn't yeah. care. I totally agree. And I, I quite like that, though. And I quite like not knowing... I don't know if I care whether he's good or bad. As long you as you he doesn't try polar. and stop them, I don't really care. No. Because I don't think they should be stopped.
0: You know, like he says, I don't want you to be the last call or the cold call. I want you to be protocol. Yeah. it's a bit cheesy when you say it in hindsight. Quite a lot of calls um, in that sentence. Yeah. it's. I think that his vision and where he wants to, to get them to is the same as the team how that might materialise. We will have to wait and see. Uh, because I think, I think some it of them, good.
1: like Wendy and Bill, um that's funny, that's Aaron's parents' name, Um <laughs> they want to go by the book, really. Yeah, 100%. Where at all possible. Because, like you say, if it's going to be protocol, you can't be like, well, we just do what we want at any time if it's got to be something that everyone eventually will adhere to. Mm. But Holden's more just like, meh, I'll, do, what it, some killers. I'll do whatever it takes. Well, I'll take risks. It's the... um Hubris. Ah. Hubris, like...
0: Good um, word. Who was the one that flew too close to the sun? Icarus. Hubris. Hubris. uh, Like an Icarus. We will see. Mm. Speaking of Ford, uh, he's stuck in hospital. He's, uh, He's actually, from. I'm pretty certain, he is in the prison hospital. Yeah, well...
1: At one I point, so.
0: tied down to the bed.
1: Yeah, this what, was That's weird. when I had to stop. I was like, why is this happening? Because I can't remember... Well, that confused me as well. ...any reason why he would need to be restrained. Like, has he gone mental? Has he gone mad? Um, couldn't remember. So, yeah. Maybe... Th- I think it's just because they had to sedate him and he wasn't allowing them to, so they had to restrain him. Yeah, it just seems like you would move him to an, a normal hospital. But I guess if he's, like, actually in a lot of distress they were like let's just deal with it here
0: and also I don't know how long it's been to be honest like a day or something Um, I suppose you've also got to think about how this plays on screen in that Mm. there is always the worry that if you get too close you become one of the people that you study that kind of thing it's almost like reverse Stockholm isn't it Um, and maybe it's kind of showing that there's a propensity in him to
1: there's definitely a propensity oh god isn't there luckily uh, Bill comes and rescues him and he doesn't say thank you. And then he actually said, Bill was like, you're welcome. I was like, yeah, I didn't say thank you. Yeah, it was pretty rude. And I mean, he just, then he still didn't say thank you, he just shut the door. Man, yeah, some
0: social skills. I mean, I know that he's embarrassed, obviously. Um, we did kind of get a bit foreshadowing here with the, you know, you've probably now got panic disorder. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Quick diagnosis there. Um, that's pretty awful. So, um, that, that, yeah, it was a bit of a shame because I, I feel like the relationship with, between Bill and, and Ford should be better.
1: Mm. Um and it just That's because of Ford though, because I feel like oh, yeah, Bill Hampton. tries to like operate on an even keel and Ford's just off on his own. He's he's like a kid with ADHD. Mm. Nothing wrong
0: with that. Um, but it can be hard to handle because there's no direction, it's just going with your gut kind of thing. And they talk a lot about his instinct when yeah. like Bill and Wendy are speaking to Gunn um about, you know, the team, the direction and stuff.
1: That's what he wants to harness, isn't it? Like, he wants to... The blinkers, you know, there was a racehorse Mm. analogy. Worked pretty well. Yeah, I'm not going to castrate him, but I do need (laughs) you and Wendy to be his blinkers. Yep.
0: Uh, Which is not a bad move.
1: No, because you need that instinct, but you can't let him going haywire and saying mad shit to serial killers and pausing the tapes. You really can't. You really can't do that. It's kind of illegal. Um, But... Results.
0: results, 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 results versus morals.
1: Where does the line go? You know,
0: yeah, there is there is a distinct line there. Mm. I think. Um, but but speaking of which, so the, um, Gun then pulls Holden forward into his office to meet pulls him in for a chat. yeah. yeah, in for a chat. And he, he's, you know, I think you're great. We've got to harness what you're doing. I'm really behind you. I'll get you whoever you want. Who do you want? Who does he ask for? Manson, Charles Manson. I can
1: get you Manson.
0: Didn't even kill anyone which is absolutely true. Not a serial We've said killer a lot. As did Wendy say
1: that too. Yeah. I said it just before Wendy.
0: I quite like
1: the He's trying shit, no? What, gun? I can get you Manson.
0: Really? I don't think I don't think he is. I think
1: he's just saying it. I think he is that kind of confident guy who's like, I'll make the OPR OPA I think it's OPR investigation go away. I'll get you manson. I think he's just throwing his power around. I think he's trying to seem like he's throwing his power around yes. to get Ford on side. We shall see, but but this does go back to something that we were saying
0: earlier, which is that Holden is very much about the big hitters, the fame, yeah. the you know the ones that no one will ever forget, glamorize, yeah, which could well be his downfall. Mm. Uh, so then we come back down into into the basement uh, at some point after this, and finally, Agent Smith, mm. it's outed as the snitch,
1: a little weed.
0: Do, so obviously him
1: about that though I think it's difficult because really snitches get stitches we're all aware of that (laughs) but is it was it wrong I mean it was it was wrong to go against the team but I kind of understand why he did it would they have found out well I can't fully remember had he not snitched and sent the tape would they have ever found out probably not so fuck you Smith I I I don't know, it felt a bit weasley to me. He's, he's such a weasel. And also, how are we ever going to trust him? Like, if you're on that team with him and something goes wrong for whatever reason and maybe protocol isn't followed, are you just going to go and run to Daddy again?
0: Well, this is the thing. And actually, I think Ford, either in this episode or one of the others, says, well, at least now we know his limits. He's got a very strong moral compass, but we can still use that.
1: But Which is, is snitching is kind of... moral? Mm. Mm. Without well, Wins going to, like, philosophy, is snitching moral? I don't know. Not saving anyone's life, are you? And This guy was a serial killer, he killed like nine nurses. Yeah, but Richard Speck did put a formal complaint against the FBI, so you know gotta take that. Well, seriously. I'm gonna put a formal complaint against you because you're a murderer. Yeah, very good point. How'd you like that?
0: Complaint. Um, speaking of formal complaints or formal affairs. Hey. Oh good segue. Or well, we get a retirement party. We do. Don't We're we, Jack? Fucking just. dead. Oh, it's so oh, dull. Yeah,
1: dreary as so
0: dull until Holden Ford
1: decides. Oh do you know what? I've had a glass of uh, champagne. The lack of self-awareness is unreal. You know people like that, though, that are just like, yeah, hey, 100%. this is my time to speak. Like, fucking read the room, man. <laughs>
0: read the room. And look at the guy you're talking to who has literally just left the party. Swift exit. Um, so it gets worse after that because he mm. follows him outside and he's like, no, sir, I really mean it. I really mean it. Dumb. And Shepard's like, is his name Shepherd?" Yeah, we're going to go with Shepherd. Former chief Shepherd, possibly. <laughs> um... It's like, you do realise I didn't retire. I, I had to, I basically took the fall for you so you could keep your job because you're young and vibrant and you've got exciting new ideas and I basically got sacked from the FBI Who because you're made a made that
1: decision, though, to happens, sacrifice though. him for Holden? Because not everybody was that keen on Holden's ideas, I didn't think. Or is it because Gunny was like, but then Gunny's his replacement? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was more, somebody has to take the fall
0: or someone has to take kind of responsibility for it and there's less to
1: lose by losing You'd think that they would be like this young buck, not even 30, just get rid of him. I mean, obviously his ideas must be important to the Bureau for them to be keeping him over a head honcho. And I I guess what's happened
0: is they've said, right, Shepard, off you go into early retirement. We'll bring someone in who we think can keep him under control Mm. so that we can get the best out of his crazy in excitedness
1: yeah but he did get a good fishing reel
0: so he did every cloud he has every a fishing reel. um and it was hugely humiliating for holden which was quite funny until he had another panic attack
1: <sighs> yeah i know it's one of those things I where just i'm hope like
0: it doesn't become too
1: much of a trope in yeah this, in that's this season I, thought, I was like you can't even deal with like you have fucked things up
0: yeah. This is the consequence I mean, of your and he has to acknowledge
1: it. Yeah, I like, like, oh, shouldn't be. That sounds like I'm making light of people that suffer from panic disorders. I'm not, but because he's so like annoying in many ways, I was just like, mm. oh, go on. Then. I find him quite irritating as a character. Yeah, um, and actually, the better thing to do would have been to just leave
0: that in. Don't redact anything. Be honest. Yeah. Be open about it. That's how you got that response. Yeah, it's true. Oh, Holden, will you ever learn? time will tell Mm. Uh, finally on my list uh, which I've actually written BTK 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 which doesn't mean I'm excited about BTK so good she named it thrice but I am kind of excited to see how they portray Dennis Rader Mm. yes I'm a serial killer nerd Um, and so I think it opens with yeah that's a good
1: opening you know we we didn't really talk about it because I was like I wanted to save it till the end what the fuck like is this you don't know what you're going to see. Are you going to see one of the victims? Well, that's what I thought initially. That's what
0: I thought. I was not expecting for her to open the door to find her husband in a dress, and mask, masturbating whilst throttling himself ranking? on the door handle. I assumed he was, but I didn't yeah, quite catch what was Asphyxiation thingamab thing. Yeah,
1: auto-asphyxiation. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think it's fine, but I wasn't expecting it. I have, I have no judgment on how anybody gets their sexual gratification whatsoever,
1: unless you were a serial killer. Well, if it's consensual case I do and you. you're not harming anyone, adults can do what they want. We're not kink shaming here. We've discussed no, this before. Not, not a at kink all. shaming podcast. But she obviously gave me the book on sexual deviancy, probably quite handy. Um, but yeah, the Didn't music those, and the, just the opening, I was like, this is creepy as fuck. I love so,
0: it. that song.
1: Yeah, it reminded it me is, of. I wrote this down somewhere. Have you seen uh, um, the film Zodiac about the Zodiac killer?
0: N- no, I haven't. Oh my god, actually. you should watch it.
1: But there's a song in it, "Hurdy Gurdy Man," by Donovan, and it's got that same creepy, like '70s vibe. Good creepy music in the '70s.
0: Oh, I read it somewhere, but I can't remember what it was called. I'll find out and I'll let you guys know later. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant. And actually, one of the things that's so amazing about Mindhunter, and you've got to give them credit for it, is that their their portrayals of each of the serial killers are amazing. Mm. If, you, if you look at Cameron Britton as Ed Kemper versus actual Ed Kemper, it is unreal. And a lot of the characters that we see throughout this also um, very, very reminiscent. They've done a really good job of it. Yeah. But it's terrifying. Yeah.
1: Just because you don't know what to expect. So I was I was really thinking that he bound one of his victims and they yeah. were like on the other end of the door. I almost thought that, this is how my stupid mind works that maybe, you know, when you could, like, rig up a gun, so if you yeah. open the door, it will pull the trigger and it would kill or whoever was there. Or I thought it was a noose. So yeah. if you open the door, it would, like, drop the noose. And kill, kill whoever was behind it. But the, but the tension that was created by that was fantastic. Yeah, because you don't know what's behind the door. And really, I actually said, I said it to Aaron, who I was watching it with. He was, oh, that was horrible. I was like, it was horrible, but I'd rather that than see someone dead or see a victim. I'd rather it be him doing that than... And it wasn't Someone even necessarily
0: that it was horrible. It was just... A, I wasn't expecting it. No. It was creepy. Really creepy. And it was a clown mask, just to
1: clarify. It was a clown mask, I thought that. Totes. What did we say about clowns? Creepy. Only there to kill people. Or entertain children. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes sometimes both.
0: Oh, well, that's depressing. Yeah. Uh, and that's episode one. Yeah, well... Pretty much. I mean, there's some little things we could talk about, but we've got three episodes to get through, so...
1: We have, and I feel like that it was a good... Entry back into the world The mm. crazy world of Mindhunter So let's continue Let's continue Episode 2 So
0: BTK is our theme Which I'm going to continue us on So uh, Tensha's buddy from upstairs I can't call him that Bill's buddy from upstairs uh, Comes down, drops a couple of boxes on his desk yep. And uh, he's like, right You can help me with this one It's good old BTK Bind, torture, kill mm. And uh, so he starts looking through He's obviously going it's to It's still an open case Yep um, Not been solved yet. And then he goes off to, to Kansas.
1: Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas
0: uh, to look through the, f- the first crime scene. Yeah. That was creepy. That's horrible. It's five years old. No one's lived there since. Not surprised. And he's walking through the crime scene, looking at the, uh, at the different rooms compared to the crime scene photos and talking through what happened in the crime. Which reminded me a little bit of... Did you ever watch Criminal Minds?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: So in the first couple of seasons they used to go to the crime scenes and then while they were standing there postulating about the serial killers, it's not a great show but I do (laughs) like it. Um in the like behind them it would be green screened like the actual action happening. So it reminded me a little bit of that, but much, much better done to be honest. Well done Fincher. Um and I I quite I think that's quite important because we don't really see any of the crimes in this show. And I do think it's which I think is
1: good in a way because
0: I don't really want to see the crimes, but you do need to be able to understand what happened. So I thought it's quite a good
1: style of doing it. Yeah, I completely agree. I'd rather see it broken down like that. Explain what happened from a police point of view. Um, rather than actually having to see, you know, kids being fucking hung. Like, I don't need to see that. Oh, God, no. It's I mean, bad no one needs to see that shit. Re- like, hearing about it and be- being told via the show. But I think it's a really good way of doing it because it stops it being sensationless, like we said before. Yeah. it's very muted and it's subtle.
0: And yeah. I think it's respectful as well because you've got to bear in mind, BTK was a real guy. Yeah, and Dennis Rader killed so many people in such horrific ways and he taunted people by writing to the press and you know bringing sending himself. their
1: belongings back to them
0: well he'd take a belonging from one um killer and, and uh, from one victim and leave it on the next wouldn't he was
1: okay. that btk Some, yeah. yeah something like that um driving licenses yes
0: um, which is creepy as fuck uh, thank god he's that's how you generate fear as well which is well is yeah a big part of it i assume for him totaling so after that they then talk about you know the other the other victims and there's one in there that they weren't originally they didn't originally link to BTK. He, yeah, he didn't claim it, did he? Didn't claim it for himself and we think it might have been like one of his early fucked up ones mm. or he didn't expect it to go the way it did, we we, we, me, me and Emma. Uh, that's what we think here at Fan Critical. Uh, but the brother of this particularly young lady uh, survived. Mm. So this is little Kevin. Oh my God, this is actually heartbreaking. I was so, watching it
1: like with a oh, lump so in my throat. so difficult
0: to watch. So Bill and his mate go to meet Kevin, but Kevin's so, like badly disfigured. Very kind of emaciated. He'd been shot in the head and the
1: face. He's like... very like scarred, isn't he? Very mm. traumatised by what's happened, obviously.
0: So he will only meet like in shady places because he doesn't want BTK to know that he's talking to, talking to people yeah. in case he comes after him, which is a legitimate fear. Mm. Um, and he doesn't want them to see his face, so like, he asks Bill's mate to uh, move the rearview mirror and for Bill not to turn around. Yeah, Which I think is, I thought they did it really well. Yeah, really well but it was
1: so heartbreaking listening to Bill asking those questions and focusing on Bill's face while you're hearing what Kevin's saying just the acting was really good like in his eyes yeah. like kind of filling with tears or just you know you could see the disgust and the like the sadness in his eyes mm. and, and emotion face. and empathy I think yeah. which, which
0: I think is really important in this kind of
1: role to show that you're not just cold hearted or completely thrilled by hearing this stuff yeah. like you sometimes get from Holden yeah no he's I love Bill I think his character's so good because he mm. could have been like to be the opposite of Holden, he could have been like a, like, sort of bit of a pig, you know, like 70s, like, yeah, dickhead. And the way he looks as well, he could very easily be like ex-army, like, just... Yeah, he's just got a buzz n- cut. Not that kind of, nice. But yeah. he's actually very, like, respectful. Um, yeah, I, I really like his character. I think he's got a lot of layers and he's not what you normally see in these sort of shows, mm-hmm. like the the guy with the drinking problem or the problems at home. Like, Not really. He's quite normal. Yeah, quite which a normal is quite... Guy.
0: It's quite nice to see. Yeah. And I think there are two things that come out of this conversation. One is that Kevin describes him almost as gentle.
1: Mm. He wasn't panicking, he wasn't rushing. He was gentle, he was
0: calm, he was well dressed, he smelled clean. Yeah. And then he mentions a watch. Yes. And it is the watch of the father uh, that was killed in the um, house. Ortero?
1: Ortero? Ortero. Ortero. Something, something like
0: that. that. Um, which just goes back to exactly what we were saying about taking trophies, mm. one victim to another um you know potentially he would have left that there if he'd have killed both of them and kevin hadn't got away yeah it's that survivor's guilt as well that's just so awful
1: to see that he poor kid he in inverted commas didn't do anything but like what is he supposed what to could have you do done? um whew, wow that's depressing yeah it was really it was <clears throat> i was transfixed but it was also quite a hard watch it was very it was incredibly well done it's probably the best scene of this episode
0: yeah, I, I would say it is in terms of emotive quality. And just yeah. the way it was
1: shot, um, just to be like, to interview a witness and for it to have that much power, yeah. it was staged perfectly. I thought it was really good. Excellent work. Mm. Um, so one of my other favourite scenes is
0: when we get to meet uh, David Berkowitz, oh, yeah. the son of Sam. That freak. Now, I don't know, did I show you this earlier? There is a side-by-side picture of the guy that plays Berkowitz. Well, I googled while I was watching it. Ah, out very similar. There is a side by side of the actor and Son of Sam together and it is uncanny. Mm. And the way he characterised it, the way he like portrayed his kind of childlike,
1: slightly raving mad persona Still was very amazing. very manipulative though. Like, you could see yeah. he's watching them he's watching for thinking attention, thinking of what to say and what's going to elicit the, the response he wants. Like, he's very like a shrewd guy, like he seemed. And he must have been to get away with it. For oh, god. So yeah.
0: What I thought was really interesting um, is that the whole way through that, when they were, when the camera was on Berkowitz, 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 Wait, I think I don't Berkowitz. know, um, it was consistently coming from Holden's visual perspective, not mm. Bill's. Because Holden was so almost enamoured with him. Yeah. And then, and like we said, I'm sure it's not how it really happened, but this is where he uh, retracts his whole, the fucking dog Harvey told me to do it and I was possessed by demons. No, you were not. The dog was Sam, were not No, the dog's owner was Sam. The dog Uh, dog was called
1: Harvey. Oh, okay.
0: Really bizarre. Anyway, so just to speed shit up, um, he admits that it was all false and he he laid it all into place so that um, he could have a story to fall back on if he got caught, if and when he got caught.
1: But then he didn't plead, like, insanity.
0: Well, because that would have
1: been a good reason to go, well, yeah, look, I'm, I'm crazy. I've been talking to you by demon dog. Like, I, you can't send me to jail. Yeah. I don't,
0: well, I mean, I don't know how it really happened in real life. Um, apparently he's a, a reformed born-again Christian now. Yes,
1: he is, apparently. He has
0: had an epiphany.
1: Why don't they do that before they murder people?
0: it would really be nice, wouldn't it?
1: Mm. Save a lot of hassle. Yeah. I thought the whole interview was done really well. Yeah, really well. And it was interesting to see how the germs of the criminal psychology with regards to revisiting the crime mm. and the souvenirs, et cetera, and them sort of dropping in about BTK and um, what he's been doing. And he's like, oh, Kansas, does he do this? Does he do that? And he's like, he definitely goes back to the scene. You can't resist.
0: Yeah. There's and no I...
1: sexual element for BTK, um, for Son of Sam,
0: allegedly. Well, he doesn't seem to think there is, but... And he's very defensive about it, isn't there? Isn't he? Because so they say, you know, you revisit the crimes. Do you ever masturbate? Mm. And he's like, yeah, but not there. I go home and do mm. it. He seems he's still, to think still doing it separate. But I don't think they are. And I've clearly neither did Bill or It's probably Holden. like
1: just a release of some sort. Yeah. But the fact that but it's not necessarily a sexual and motive. then no. But it's like a sexual release. Yeah. Otherwise, why would you wank about it? Well, yeah. I mean, let's put it bluntly, shall we? Mm. Why would you? very different though like we were saying earlier like the sort of not mo but just how son of sam murdered people going into a a car and shooting them and running away that's horrible it's murder Mm. but that's probably if you had to choose to be killed by a serial killer that's probably better than having your head cut off and fucked like yep i I I take son of sam over most people Mm. um yeah. So he doesn't fall in, for me, I know he's very notorious, but that's more, I think, because he held New York City under siege, like, yeah, in it was a always, group of, fear. A ransom of, of fear, Yeah, was a wasn't it? It was just... Whereas BTK's doing something similar, but what he's actually doing is horrific, is a lot more horrific to me, sort of.
0: No, I get exactly where you're coming from, and I also think that Son of Sam almost feels like a spree killer, even yeah. though he
1: wasn't. kind of like Zodiac again, that kind of...
0: Yeah, that there's no... It's more terrifying because there is no... Correlation really, not it's, seemingly, it's crimes no. of opportunity. Mm. Actually, if you just stayed at home, you probably wouldn't have been shot by of Sam. No, whereas it's your
1: own fault, victims shouldn't have victim, left the house. I'm not victim blaming,
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that it is an it is interesting because he is a different
1: kind of serial killer, yeah, He's, not the type that we've been profiling on this show, no, and not the type that
0: you really hear about very often, no, not anymore. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. Mm, that was a very good scene though. Mm, the guy that plays him is really good
1: yeah
0: I'll remember his name for other episodes um, speaking of killing we uh, we go back to to Bill and Nancy and there's a, there's a random knock at the door mm. the doorbell goes at 11 o'clock at night everyone looks a bit confused why are you still awake? And some weird dude turns up in a trench coat and I immediately went nah this is dodgy yeah it
1: he doesn't didn't have the vibe of a police officer to me
0: makes more sense now but anyway. yeah I mean so this is art uh, and he's come to inform uh, Mrs. Tench that there has been Why would a... he have to
1: come at 11 o'clock at night? Why can't that wait till office hours? I don't really know. I'm not sure he's not, very experienced in this. It's not really anything to do, do with do her. Why wouldn't you notify the owners? Or maybe maybe he didn't want
0: her to like go there in the morning without knowing and he didn't catch her early enough or something.
1: Yeah. Anyway,
0: so it turns out there's, a, there's been a, a dead body found... There's been a murder in one of the houses Mother. that she is uh, put on the market. It's her first realtor job. Oh, dear. And, uh, oh, dead body. We don't know much about it at this point. No. And then, of course, uh, Bill's like, oh, yeah, I'm FBI. So, uh, you are all right, mate? You are all right? You look a you bit... do want to come in? bit shaky. i to sit down. Can i get you some water. Aww. He
1: poor Art looks like he's about to collapse. Yeah, well... I we, really feel for him. We obviously find out why in the yes, future we do. episode. Um. Yeah, this it just adds another nice little, like, flavour to the, the show. You know, we've got BTK, we've kind of got over the OPA stuff. I just love these acronyms. And now <laughs> there's something else coming in, like, floating its way into Bill's personal life. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's integrating his professional and his personal life mm. together, which Nancy never wants to happen. No. And she needs to lock some doors.
0: Yeah, stop, stop leaving bitch, doors sorry, open. But... I really hope her name is Nancy. It is Nancy. Yeah.
1: I keep forgetting names. We're calling it
0: um, Yeah, fucking hell. Like, stop leaving doors open. I mean, we'll get to that in the next just, episode. Just stop, yeah? But just just shut the doors. Shut the doors, Nance. Mm. Uh, so then what's quite interesting is there's quite a lot of juxtaposition in both of these episodes. So then we go from Bill and Nancy to BTK and his wife. Yeah, his um, horrified wife. Poor old Dennis. Is I'm joking is banished to the sofa with a book about sexual deviances Mm. what I've written here actually is a book about being a sex pervert but then I felt bad because that's not really what I meant I just meant Dennis Rader I mean it literally said
1: sexual deviances in the book
0: didn't it Um, and what's interesting so in, in this is where my serial killer nerdiness comes out so Dennis Rader's wife remained married to him the entire time until he was convicted and then she was granted an emergency divorce
1: emergency and you
0: cannot tell me that she did not know she did not know that he was doing this. Anyway,
1: some people are dumb. Anyway, and they don't—they're not attuned to what is going on around them. Perhaps, although she did catch him. Yeah, but she probably doesn't think of that as being the same as no, what's happening true. to these people.
0: Poor old Mrs. Raider. Well, yeah. Anyway,
1: and that's that's episode two. Very good episode. Very good. Uh, do you want a blue bit? Yeah, I'm giving this a five as well because we've just gone through what it was. I agree. And I just think it's basically perfect. I was watching it just like There was nothing this is in such that a good show. Like. It really first ser- I mean I should have probably given the first one a blue. A blue? A four. Um <laughs> that's what we call it in the trade. A just, blue. A, just the blue. Just Give it a bluey. Um I probably should have given it a four. This I uh, just I watched it and I was like, this is fucking good. This is a fucking good show. And I wanted to watch more but obviously I knew we were watching one today. And it was quite late. Um, yeah, got to give it a five. Strong as fuck. Totally agree. That's a five out of five bloobs. It's a solid season so far. So good. Do you think we're
0: ever going to get less than a four? I don't think we are. Nah. Let's hope not. Uh, so let's move on to our final episode of this little trio, episode three. Uh, where do we find our team in this episode? Well, first of all, we open up with uh, our BTK doing some research in the library. Yep. Doing
1: some nice tracing of pictures of yeah. women being bound. Freaky. Yep. Freaky, freaky. With his headphones in. Like, are you dumb? Anyone could sneak up on you and see what you're and drawing. They do. Yes. Weird. Idiot. Um, but never mind that. I'm sure we'll come back to him later.
0: Uh, Ford goes to Atlanta uh, without Bill, because Bill's going to go off and investigate this, this
1: murder. Pretends to be sick.
0: <coughs> I'm sick. Uh, and he meets up with uh, Jim. Jim Barney from last season, he interviewed for a role at the BSU.
1: Elbano. Elbano. Uh,
0: and they go uh, to have a look at, uh, have a look, have a chat with some of the inmates at the Georgia State Prison. Mm. Um, GSP. Oh, good old GSP. Everything has to be in I'm going to talk about these first in order because I feel like it makes sense. Yeah. So. They meet uh, William Pierce, or Junior, as he likes to be called. Mm. So apparently, he killed nine people. Well, he raped and murdered seven women and killed two men. Um, And apparently, so we learned throughout this interview, he uh, he loves snacks.
1: He's just like you and me. And he's a clairvoyant, so. Less like you and me, there. Well, I don't know. And some of the raping and murdering.
0: uh, This was so bizarre, I almost wanted to laugh. It was painful. It, I mean, it was almost more painful because of the way Holden was reacting to it.
1: Yeah, him. I think he made it painful and it obviously we're, we're supposed it's not painful because it's bad, it's painful because that's how they want it to appear. And we were kind of seeing it from his point of view just like this is a fucking waste of time. And apparently um from the research I did while we
0: were watching this, um he was a bit like that.
1: Like, sort of what, like moron of sense
0: of grandiosity and like misplaced when he's actually really dumb. Which you know maybe it's not his fault by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah I mean, serial killer.
1: Um, I don't feel sorry. Still a killer.
0: Um, Apparently he killed a thirteen-year-old girl. Awful. But he
1: does speak seven languages. So. Yeah, English ain't one of yeah, them. Yeah, English is not one of them. Uh,
0: but he does love his snacks. Yeah, and um, as we as we notice in the car after they leave, uh, as Jim says, oh, I've got the idea from this picture of him standing out with loads of snacks, and I was like, it's a bit. This is a bit. Cliche. But I do also agree with what they said at the end of the episode that there probably is something to be gleaned from this guy because not every serial killer is a son of Sam a BTK exactly. a Manson, not the this Manson's what, killer.
1: This is where the blinkers need to come in or need yeah. to be let go maybe because Holden is just like
0: the, the people
1: that do these like creepy things and like talk about it and do and it, no you have to speak to a vast sample of people.
0: Obvious information,
1: exactly. And also, and I said this to you earlier. I was
0: like, not not every serial killer or mass murderer or whatever you want to describe them as, or murderer in general, is a highbrow, highly intelligent no. person. I mean, I think um, this guy had something an IQ like of something like seventy. Fuck. But the majority of people who do things like this are either of average or below intelligence. Yeah, and they're not
1: all going to give you. Because there are only so many people are that smart why are they going why would they tell you everything you want to know you're another cop they've probably been rightly but you know mistreated by the cops yeah throughout their kind of arrest or whatever else why are they going to cooperate with you and give you all this like brilliant information they're not all going to be eager maniacs that love talking about themselves no. and love you know to explain how they did things Some and he of them. has no interest in anyone that isn't like that which is really it's going to damage their work yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the danger of Holden, and um, and I think
0: what you've got to bear in mind is there are people in the world who have had a shitty fucking upbringing. The only thing they know is violence, and that's what they exact on other people because that's all they know how to do. Mm, and that's there's your there's your analysis. What's it? What it's also showing, I think, about Holden is that he is um, he's a snob. Yeah, I was trying to think of a smart he's, word for it. He's a serial like, killer snob. He's an intelligent. He's intelligent yeah like racist but you know where i'm getting like he doesn't he doesn't have time for people who aren't of the level of highbrow intelligence that he is and i think Mm. that's a real shame
1: because he could learn a lot from this and you see when barney like um changes tact and just treats him a bit more gently human and not that we necessarily should but he is a human he's a human being and he treats him like a human being and he gets more out of him slightly he cooperates more but Holden doesn't seem to be able to change that and he's just looked down on him and it's just like the the withering disdain with which he looks at him says it all. And that's why it's just an awkward, painful thing to watch. It's like, oh. And it was boring. It was supposed to be boring and you're meant to be bored, I think. But I was watching it. The scene is boring. Well, I think they're trying to make you feel like Holden feels. Yeah. And actually I almost just got annoyed at him
0: more than anything because I wanted to know more about this crazy, like... But he was just trying to tie him up in strings. It's like, that's Mm. not going to get any results. I am. And then, so the second one that they interview, and I am skipping around timeline here, but I told you I would. I warned you. Uh, We meet with William Henry Hans, Mm -hmm. who is uh, a a black guy, Mm -hmm. African-American, who was on the army base. Yes. And he's killed, like, three women. One white and two black. Now, that is really interesting, because it's very rare that you do kill outside of your... Your race. I wonder why that is. Or if you do, it's a very particular. So I am a white man who will kill black women because I hate black women, for example. Yeah. Or I am a white man that will kill Hispanic women because one prostitute ripped me off once. Or yeah. Something like that. I'm not saying anything about particular races of people here, by the way.
1: Just examples.
0: <clears throat> Real examples. Um, this and this guy is fascinating, and this annoyed me more than Pierce because. I really want to know the answer and mm. I think it is because his he is not very intelligent and I then again read a bit about him so and you get a bit of this in the interview that the first woman that he killed the white woman um dated a lot of black guys hung around in the bars that they hung around in you know Mm -hmm. talking very still quite segregated or very segregated at this time so he probably didn't notice that he that she was white because it he she was in the same environment if that makes sense so she wasn't acting like all of the other white people in atlanta
1: so what smith said about categorizing the victims by essential what they did like their role in society so soldiers Mm rather than black or white. And he, I think when he was like, I didn't notice, yeah, I didn't notice she was white. Probably true. Cause he hasn't got that kind of mental capacity no. to even differentiate or understand that black and white people, there are differences there, sort of socially, culturally, whatever. He's just like, Yeah, it's just a woman. She's a soldier, I'm a soldier. She drinks in this bar, Yeah, I drink in this bar. They're, they're prostitutes. Like, they're just people. It's just women to kill.
0: I mean, in fairness, he did beat one of those prostitutes so badly that her head fell off.
1: Yeah. So, you know, maybe... So she wouldn't be identified. So we're not talking about mindlessness. He knows what he's doing, but... Yeah. Holden has no interest in...
0: And I th- yeah, I mean, that is the point. Sorry, I got really distracted by that. that. I mean, that is the point, isn't it? Is proving that Holden just has no interest in what the bigger picture is. He mm. just wants the sensational, you know, I want to get right into the heart and mind of Ed Kemper. And that's it. It's I where want to. that got to. you. I want to be the one that gets it out of, of him. Yeah. I want the glory. I want the front page. Mm. It's my name in that newspaper article, not yours, Bill. Yeah, exactly. Dick. Um, speaking of Bill, while all this is going on, he goes to uh, what I've described the murder realty house. Yeah, uh, where we find out very that terrible. oh, and it just the, the the journey to this was so awful. Yeah, they just keep going down and down, and then you think you're there, and then you're not. You go down again, and there is this tiny Horrible dead body shape. chalk mark of a child crucified. Crucified, a 22 month old
1: boy crucified. Pretty that gross. Was horrific. Yeah, very very chilling. Um, and the way they did it obviously was brilliant. Um, and this is so what I mean you do not need to see a lot to get that effect of holy fuck this is awful and
0: you did see a couple of the pictures and they were it's as awful. subtle as it can be, but yeah. it was it was horrific and you just you didn't need to see anymore you didn't no. need to see the the gore of it um, but this is clearly opening up a, a secondary line of Story for us,
1: yeah, which and it's really interesting, as awful as it is.
0: Well, it is, and you know, we see quite a lot of this later about like, I mean, the, the church meeting and Art is really struggling to calm the community, and Bill is getting involved because this is where he can actually do something within the social bounds that isn't just him
1: being awkward and talking about yeah. Richard Speck. This is where he knows. He knows what he's talking about. And which good is, for his him. domain. Yeah, because art does did need that support because what I'm this so is this is absolutely a horrific, horrendous crime. What experience has this, this young man got in Nothing. dealing with this? Just not even dealing with it to solve it as a crime, but dealing with it mentally per, and, and personally. Yeah.
0: You know, the 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 way he reacted when he was talking to Bill and Nancy the first time, he was like, I've just come from notifying the next of kin. you just think yeah. oh and at the time you don't even know. No. they've basically just had to go and tell the parents of this less than two year old kid that, he, that he's dead and I and what I really liked about this church scene as well at the end of the kind of church meeting is that um Nancy then looks up a bit as if say thank god that you you're here to do this when she never wants him to talk about his work yeah. or to involve it in their home life maybe now she understands it what, can do some good yeah and what he can do to help which yeah. is reassure people that no this isn't fucking satanic panic um which is probably what it's alluding to a little bit here, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, when that was horrific and, you know, you think back to all of the people that were imprisoned and accused of things they'd never done, that could go really badly, and it did.
1: Yeah. Ugh. But the thing is, at the same time, there is a child murder out. Oh, yeah, there. I mean, that's terrible. We need so to catch it's that kind person. of like... Because I think one of the guys says, oh, were, was they, were they murdered? And he's like, we're not really going to say anything yet. It's like, hmm. You don't want to panic people, but people do need to know that this is happening. Yeah, this 22-month-old didn't...
0: um, Kill himself. Kill
1: himself and nail himself to a
0: cross. (sighs) savage. So, right over over in uh, Atlanta, we've got a little juxtaposition here. So, uh, Holden's checking himself into the hotel. There's a very, very nice young lady behind reception. Yeah. Who, when he flashes his badge... Seems very distracted. Very interested. And I wasn't sure at this point, I think neither of us were, whether
1: she just wanted to uh, get a piece of him. I feel or... like we kind of thought that, and then we thought maybe she wants to talk to him about the Atlanta child murders. And it uh, turns out,
0: she does. So she invites him to meet, meet meet her after work. She'll take him for the best meal he's ever had, and then ambushes him with three grieving mothers. Yeah, not laughing at the fact they're grieving, sorry. Um, whose children have been missing, found murdered... They are black children from a poorer part of the community who are who feel that they're not being investigated. No one gives a shit. No one gives two shits. And Holden does, but I don't think because of the mothers or because of the children, but because it's a pattern and it's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to him. Um, and obviously I think he wants to catch these people so they can't do it again. And he does yeah. want justice, yeah. but his priority is the the interest of it and what he can learn from... How he can use it it
0: and the recognition he can get, I think.
1: Yeah. And I don't think he's aware of that,
0: which I think is a. I don't think he's aware that that's why he's doing it. I think he does. He thinks he's doing this for good, and I think really at the heart of
1: it, he's a narcissist.
0: Yeah, and it's a shame. Actually,
1: Mm, it makes it interesting viewing though. Rather than having some good-hearted boy scout, you've got someone that's a bit more emotionally removed and is seeing everything quite clinically and not. I mean, I think he is like he hears that these what happened to these children, and he is like. I'm really sorry, like, because he's a human being with yeah. emotion. I and mean, I'm not saying he's a robot with no heart. No. Um, I'm just saying he's more of well, a cyborg with a heart. That would be a good twist if he was actually a robot.
0: That would be pretty advanced mm. for... Um,
1: well, there's computers at the uh, hotel. I that was is like, That's true. quite advanced for be- true. this period. For 70, 70s? Yeah. 77? 70s, yeah, something like that. Um, so he does
0: actually do something about this. So he speaks to Jim about it. And uh, Jim's like, you know, well, we are doing stuff, but you know, this is different down the other. here in the south. And it is very different down in the south at this time, let's be honest. The new south. Um uh, but then the, he says, Oh, look, we need to do it through the white right ways, so we'll go and have a chat with whoever this dude is, senior, some senior agent. Who's yep. Sweaty guy. Some sweaty guy in a in a roof or an apartment building somewhere doing surveillance. Yes, he's and doing he, a stakeout, it looks like and he's like, These cases are still active, we're still working on it, blah blah blah. He doesn't think there's a link. Well, no, and on the face of it, is there? Because at this point with three three murders, uh, two are, two are boys, one's a girl.
1: Yeah, but I think there's been six, no, it's just these are the mothers that met us. I don't know. I can't remember if they said that. Um, they've all been killed differently, they've all been found in different
0: places. So there isn't actually something definitive that links them all yet. No evidence links it, but they're from the same area, aren't
1: they? Yeah. And it's I mean, a bit I, bizarre.
0: I do not disagree. I think if, you've, if three children are from the same area and the same background have gone missing and found dead in a certain period of time, it's probably a serial killer. Yeah. And probably, we do know that It's probably worth
1: investigating
0: the link. I'd say so. But what this does, I think, at the same time, is it builds an amazing juxtaposition between the three black kids who've been killed... And there's one one white kid that's been killed.
1: And the entire community Mm. back in... Wants answers. I mean, to be fair, obviously the community with the missing Atlanta children want answers. But they have an audience with the police in... um, Virginia. Virginia. It's been taken very seriously. As it should be. But then with this, it's like, it's probably not a link when the mother said that her 10 year old didn't come home leave it a couple of days are you sure Like, what the fuck are the police like, thinking really that's awful what's, you... gonna, what's gonna oh. happen within two days what she's gonna come back from her little sleepover and it's just ridiculous like it makes you very angry but yes it was a good juxtaposition about I mean it's north versus south I guess black versus white mm. just the, the level of interest and care about these different children of different backgrounds
0: and i think it's it's really well done as well because that could very easily be oh yeah but it's because they're black or it's because they're white um and that could actually just become a bit awkward and weird but it isn't
1: it isn't like that no it's not heavy-handed and it just shows you the reality as it as it is in the show and lets you draw the conclusions it doesn't hit you over the head with it with the parallels no no definitely not so holden then goes to check out and
0: uh, the receptionist says, oh, I've waived your late charge. And he says, oh, I've spoken to blah, blah, blah. And they're, they're doing
1: are, everything they can. It's still open. They're, they're working you know, this, that, diligently.
0: And, the and, uh, and she is, she's clearly livid. Yeah. Um, which is
1: really sad. It's um, sad, but I kind of think, not what did she expect. It's not unexpected, is it? he has tried and he won't, she doesn't know him, obviously, but it's not something he's going to let go. No, he's not going to drop it. It is of interest to him. Um, but she probably just feels like someone else is not listening. Someone else is just p- following the party line. And you can understand that frustration, definitely. Um, but I think that this is
0: uh, this is we know it's going to be a big theme. It's going to be one of the main themes, mm. uh, aside from BTK in this season. So it'll be interesting to see how it how it pans out.
1: Yeah, fucking depressing. But yep.
0: Um, and then we end the episode with uh, Wendy asking the barmaid
1: out for a date. Yay! I mean, Yay. happy happy for her. There's something... I feel like, is it foreboding? Is something bad going to happen to Wendy or to the lady? It does feel a bit foreboding, doesn't it? Because why are we being shown it? I mean, I thought that actually with the cat, her only other interaction outside of work in the last season... The cat's clearly dead now. Yes. And I thought we were going to find the cat's dismembered body Mm. or something. Thank God we didn't. So I just got... I know it's not really that kind of show, and I hope it's not, because I think that would be so lazy, and I just don't want to see it. I'd rather she just has... A fun fling, or you know, gets she becomes her girlfriend. I don't need it to turn into more tragedy, no, and I also don't need it to be a massive
0: part of the story, to be no. honest. Like, it, it doesn't necessarily add much for me, although I do, I do really like Wendy.
1: Yeah, I want her to be, I think she's portrayed as quite a cold character, so it'd be nice for her to have a bit of passion and a bit of life. Um, but
0: yeah, I, I think she she does deserve all of those things. I just, and again, it's like the cliche of don't put bill and wendy in an, a relationship or an affair yeah. Or don't make her have a relationship with holden like, so i'm
1: glad that don't it's they're not going down that road yeah well i'd rather it just be a little like this is a bit of her backstory this is a bit of her like background and yeah what she's up to outside of work i don't want it to become like an instrument of trauma for wendy i don't want to see that i really hope that cat's all right i think he probably just maybe went back to his own home okay we'll say that yeah he went back to his own home that's fine Um,
0: So I'm going to bloob this one first. Oh, yes. Uh, It's a four bloob for me. Okay. I, because... Just a couple of things that niggled me a little bit. Like what? The interviews? Yeah, and I, I think... Most of I was uh, And really, this probably shouldn't reduce my blueberry school. I was annoyed at Holden. Um, but I also don't think it was as good as the uh, episode
1: that i five-bloobed. And I reckon the next one is going to be explosive. Yeah. Um, I think... I understand why they did it. And it doesn't all need to be action, action, action. But, yeah, those interviews were frustrating. And they were supposed to be. So I completely get it. But it did detract a bit from my enjoyment. Yeah. So I would also give it four. But I, do, I think... Um, the side sort of story with the the child being murdered in the um, house the realty house is just it's so intriguing to me and I thought it was really strong the way it was done and I just love this development of Bill's character gentle giant I love him
0: And I can't wait to keep watching even more. I know. I'm so excited. Uh, So that's it for this review. Um, But as we've just said, we will be watching more. So we'll be back with episodes four through six in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, Feel free to race along without us and then come back and listen to what we think. Because clearly if we had the time to record nine hours worth of content, we would um, in one go. And we will be very, very quietly slowly binging it for oh. your viewing pleasure uh, so if you'd like to keep up with the other stuff that we're doing in the interim you can follow us on social media we are fan critical on facebook at fan critical pod on twitter and fan underscore critical on instagram check out our patreon patreon.com slash fan critical and chuck us a few bucks if you got them and we'll be back in a few weeks thanks lucy thank you bye, bye.